Welcome to Quality Perks, the podcast that not only delves into the intricacies of contact center quality management, but also uncovers the personal stories of industry leaders. Brought to you by BPA Quality, your trusted partner in enhancing customer experiences. Welcome to Quality Perks. I'm here, Karen Dupree, with Neil Eggers and our guest, Matt Grinitz. <laughs> Did I do okay? Grinitz. So, yeah, Grinitz. I'm horrible. I'm horrible with pronunciations. So, uh, welcome all to BPA Quality. I believe we might be having a slight technical. Nope, we're good. Um, so we're on LinkedIn now. Um, and so I hope to see everyone at, at Engage next week. Again, like I said, I know that we weren't recording, but um, I'm Karen Dupree and uh, with Neil Eggers. You want to start us off, Neil? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, always live episodes always have some type of glitch in it. So yes. the pressures of doing things live, what can we say? Uh, So yes, welcome everybody. Matt's here joining us again for exciting return engagement. I know everybody out there in the social media world has been waiting on bated breath for Matt's return to Quality Perks. So we're excited to have him with us. And yes, the three of us are going to be out in Las Vegas next week for Barrett Engage. So we're super excited about that. And we wanted to just have an episode this week as kind of a preview for what we're going to be talking about with customers uh, while in the solutions lounge and at breakout sessions and participating in all the extracurricular events. So uh, we're excited to talk about technology and, and quality and speech analytics and all of those things that, uh, that are wrapped up into the event. But before getting into that, first things first, we need to talk about coffee. Karen, what do we have today? Uh, I am drinking a Charleston organic. It's a medium roast ground coffee. Something that I nice. found locally. So it's it's a smooth, bright, and welcoming, inspired by our hospitable hometown in Charleston. Sounds um, like my personality. I, absolutely. I would totally agree with that. Uh, this, they started in 2005, and it is organic. So I don't have to worry about anything crazy in my, my coffee, but the caffeine. Good thinking. <laughs> Matt, what do you got? Lay it on us. Mm, well, I think last time I was on, I was kind of a coffee noob. I was drinking decaf Starbucks or some garbage like that. So I've significantly upped my coffee game since I was last on. Um, I went as far as buying a proper drip coffee maker. No more of these pods. So I'm more environmentally friendly now. And I've developed a taste for black coffee. So now the actual type of coffee matters a little more. I've been exploring different kinds. I accidentally ordered myself... Um, a sampler pack of different coffees from around the world. Um, I say accidentally because I bought it as a gift for a cousin, got two of them by mistake. I'll take it. Um, So I found that Ethiopian coffee, Peruvian coffee, all sorts of different roasts and blends. And, um, but today I'm drinking a very boring uh, Dunkin' Donuts medium roast. 
So wow, I know it was a, a lot of buildup for you. Set it up. <laughs> I will say though that I've also got a special mug today. Uh, this is my snuffle up, I guess, mug from Sesame Place. Um, it does say, "I believe in coffee." Um, not an imaginary friend here. This is a necessary part of every morning. Two to three cups worth. So thanks so, for today. Is quality perks directly responsible for your coffee addiction, or I mean? Not my gateway. Maybe, to this? I feel like you guys shamed me last time with my poor choice of coffee. And I, maybe I set myself up to be shamed once again with the regular Dunkin' Donuts blend. But I'm just trying to share that I've grown a bit more worldly in my coffee choices. Um, so when I've got the uh, when I have them on hand, I, I like to dabble with different types of coffee now. So to make up for your Dunkin' Donuts brew next time you're on, we're going to want you to actually drip cough make it in front of us with the, yeah. you know dude. i'll drown you guys out with the sound of the grinder in here perfect yeah we should we that should works. up our game a little bit i think yeah. well i was on uh, vacation last week in kind of western united states wyoming and i went to jackson hole and picked up some fresh coffee from jackson hole brewery so i don't have the bag to show you but it is in the uh the eggers hand me down i think this has like been in my family for i don't know three or four generations so i'll try not to break it during the episode but here's here's the cup from the eggers uh, coffee cup supply so we'll move that aside and we're done talking about coffee for five minutes so we'll move to uh next week so in our continuing our green room and our prep conversations karen we've got to figure out a way to record these because i think that our green room and prep discussions are way more entertaining than our live episodes so it's not a blooper reel it's a behind the scenes i don't know what it is but we'll figure out a way to, to record it and get it out there but um you know there's there's lots of conversations that we're excited to have with customers next week uh matt i know that there's two specific areas um that you're passionate about talking about uh, when it comes to you know, managing a holistic quality monitoring program. Um, you know, one of those is you know, from a resource perspective, you know, you know a, a customer may not have the resources to properly deploy and execute a program over a period of time. Uh, another option may be, I don't know how to use this. I have it. I'm not getting the value out of it because I'm not, I just, you know, I need somebody to help me. So um, which one of those do you want to talk about first? Which one yeah. is, is, is um, not that there's any order, but. No, no. And we and we honestly, we hear both of those comments from our customers um, in equal measure. So uh, I'll start with the first one you mentioned, which is the resource depletion or the resource, uh, the lack of bench strength in some cases. So we hear this often. Um, uh, it's not specific to variant customers. It's really anybody getting any new technology to support their quality organization. Um, we often hear, you know, a year, maybe even six months into the, their journey with their new tech, they'll come to us and say, uh, you know, the launch was great. We built everything. Everything's working correctly as we expected it to. We trained a few people to do this full time. And we found that uh, either those people who went through the training have um, have positively attrited. So they've been promoted or they've moved internally uh, at the organization or they've left the organization or that they've just become so bogged down with other responsibilities uh, that they don't have the bandwidth to uh, to provide to um to properly cultivating and maximizing the value from their speech tools. So um, we love this conversation because this is where we excel, really. Um, one of the things that we provide is a full service team ready to help you run your speech program. 
Uh, that includes project management, um, strategic vision, so we can help uh, run the thing to maximize the value. It includes speech specialists, AQM specialists, the people who really uh, spend all of their time listening to calls, tweaking these categories to make sure that they align to your business goals, um, and even um, coming up with new ideas for how we can research a matter, how we can build new categories, quantify things differently, look at things differently. Uh, so that's a, that's a vital role. Uh, and that's really where, uh, where we find that most organizations don't have the bench strength that we can provide. Um, and so we're happy to provide it. Uh, we also, uh, as part of that deal, we also include the analysis portion. So obviously that's critical. The data is meaningless unless we can mm -hmm. extract meaning from it. Um, so we have a whole team here that we can call upon that includes business analysts, it includes data scientists, psychometricians, so we can do the advanced analysis, the advanced mathematics. We like to pull in data sources from um, up and down an organization, not just what we extract from speech. Uh, we like to look at uh, traditional remote call monitoring quality scores and, and the things that we measure through those programs. We love to look at CSAT. Uh, we love to look at anything that's voice of the customer is really impactful because we can see, hey, you know what, we, we don't like to work in a silo here. We want to see what is the impact of this on the actual customer. Uh, so can we find calls? Um, can we look at the influence of certain behaviors on the outcomes as stated by customers? And that's a, that's a real critical thing um, for us. And uh, that's really at the heart of what we feel is a, is a properly run and, a, uh, and an effective quality organization. Yeah, for sure. So it's a lot of value realization, right? So you're, you know, it's it's driving to the outcomes that the business is is needing, yeah, uh, and then realizing the value from that. So you know, paying for the services, uh, you know, the, the outlay to get the technology, but making sure that you're covering those costs by moving mountains um, and solving problems. Absolutely. Yeah, you're right. Um, we even in cases where there is a strong strategic vision, it's the it's the lack of resource that we can that we can help fill. Um, the the other the other issue that you mentioned at the start now was uh, was a, a bit of a different challenge that we hear from from some of our customers, which is uh, I don't have the strategic vision. So I've got uh, you know I've got the evaluators, I've got the specialists here. They've gone through training. They're effective at writing these categories, but we don't know how to maximize that. We don't know how to get the most out of this. We we're really hoping that this could that this tool could help us solve problems, uh, could dig into some issues, but we just don't know how. Um, and we love that conversation as well because we can help provide that strategic uh, that strategic vision. Uh, we can talk about the organization's goals uh, and then work backwards from there. How do we uh, how do we develop programs, BI initiatives, um, AQM automated quality forms, outlier management? How do we um, harness the power of all of those? initiatives to uh, to work in lockstep towards achieving those organizational goals. And that's something that we excel in as well. Um, and so we, we, we love to hear customers come to us with that because we know that they're they're already engaged. They want to realize value from the tool. They've already invested in the tool. Um, and we're just here to help them, uh, help guide them, if you will, uh, towards... How, yeah. how do those conversations start? Like, so you, specifically that second one, right, where you've got... Yeah. You know, a customer may have the infrastructure and the resources available, but you know, somebody, you know, somebody comes up to you and says, you know, I've got this, but I don't, I don't know how to get started with all of this. How do I develop a st strategic vision for this technology? How do I identify opportunities that I mean, a customer may already know what they have. They may have problems, right? They may have, you know, high return calls. They may have, uh, you know, FCR may be high. They may be, you know, have irritated customers on a certain driver. How do you 
how do you start? Like, where do you, that seems like trying to define space. How do you, where do you go with that? Yeah, that's a good question, Neil. So um, we consider that there are multiple sources of inspiration, if you will, right? Multiple um, uh, triggers to lead us down specific strategic pathways, right? Sometimes they come from, uh, from, from the executive C-suite, right? Like we have organizational goals that we want to meet. It may be about reducing call time. It may be about reducing repeat contacts. We have other observations that come from the bottom. So it may be from the regular uh, remote call monitoring uh, activity. Uh, evaluators hear things that might fall through the cracks otherwise. Uh, and those observations are critical in highlighting areas where speech can uh, can really shine, right? It's, what it's best at is quantifying uh, large volumes of things. So if we hear one small observation from one lonely evaluator, we can turn that into uh, into something much broader by building a category, quantifying to really understand the breadth of the issue uh, before we start tackling the problems um, themselves. So so really, there's lots of different sources of inspiration, Neil, for for how we might kick off a specific journey um, using speech. Uh, but I think in general, it's about having an organization that's structured to handle uh, this type of work. So it's about having the project management, the specialists ready to go. Uh, it's about understanding where the challenges are within the business and how speech can help uh, drive results in, uh, in impacting or influencing those, uh, those KPIs, those metrics. Yeah, you, you you trigger something there with the quantification of opportunities or, or situations, and I you know I can remember a conversation that we were having with a customer where they said, "We knew we were having this issue. Clearly, we knew we were having this issue, but we weren't able to quantify it until we went through this exercise. And now we realize the impact that it's having on our business. And having that detail allows us to then pivot within the organization and say, "Here's the evidence to support." what we knew was happening, but we couldn't quantify it. And without that quantification, we couldn't move forward or put solutions in place. So now we have it. Uh, and I think that that's a super powerful part about having a team that's, this is what they do, right? I mean, they're, they're not doing other things, as you indicated, they're not bogged down with other responsibilities and they're highly trained and experienced. They're not kind of figuring it out as they go. Um, they're, they're backed with experience and, and motivation to correct those opportunities. So, uh, Thank you for, for bringing that memory up. Yeah, um, and one of the ways that we that we I think um, facilitate that process is by really um, trying to become part of our client organizations. So, and what yeah. I mean by that is we we try to go through agent training or at least review it in detail if possible. Uh, we want to be, um, you know, we want to sit in this in the seat that the agents are sitting in, right? Understand what their challenges are. Um, what is it like? Uh, what what is the pro, What does the call flow look like? Um, what are the requirements? What are the expectations set on these agents? Um, and really having um, a thorough understanding of knowledge bases, standard operating procedures, uh, all of that is really critical to running an effective speech program. If we don't know all of that detail in advance, it's hard to identify what might be important. Um, and so having that baseline of knowledge and really understanding what makes this client tick, uh, what are the specific pain points for customers, for agents, for leadership, um, that really helps us to uh, to drive more effective results, uh, more interesting findings uh, that are better aligned to the reality that they're facing uh, at their organizations. So, um, you know, sometimes we we joke that uh, we feel like we're more part of our client organizations than our own, and sometimes our clients mm -hmm. way right. They consider us an internal partner as opposed to uh, to to a, to a vendor or a third party. 
Um, and it's a sign of success for us. Yeah, it's the, yeah. once we get into a relationship with a customer, we're no longer BPA quality. We're that customer's quality department, their quality arm. And you know, we need to be included in all those, those aspects. It's not BPA's quality you know, a program. It's us leveraging the resources of our clients and being a part of them to put a quality program together that fits their specific needs. It's not shrink wrapped off the shelf. So, so yeah, good points all around. Well, we are excited next week to be at Engage. Come visit us in the Solutions Lounge under the BPA banner. We will be there, the three of us. Of course, we'll be at breakout sessions. Uh, as we mentioned, we'll be at uh, all the events associated with the, with the conference. Uh, we're super excited to be there as a part of it. I think this is our you know, fifth or sixth year that we've been there. Uh, so we're excited to be part of it again and get to speak to all of you, make new relationships and get together with old uh, old contacts and uh, and have a good time out there and, and learn some good things about uh, Varent and all their products and services. So Matt, Karen, thank you for another intriguing, interesting show. Uh, Matt, work on your coffee game for your next engagement. We'll probably have a recap. I think it makes sense to get you on as many times as we possibly can. Yes, uh, so we can sure. uh, learn how you've moved on in your in your coffee game, and maybe what we learned at Engage. Uh, I feel like this is a trap. You just want to you just want to insult my coffee choices further. Nah, much, not at all. Very much. There's always interior motives. Thank you, everybody. We <laughs> Thanks, will see thank you, you next week. And those who we don't see, we'll see you on social media or wherever else we may find you. Take care and have a great okay. rest of your week. Thanks, everybody. Bye.